Hey, it's Mastin, and welcome to the Mastin Kit Podcast. And uh, if you are a coach, therapist, practitioner, anyone who is changing lives, social worker, you name it, health coach, life coach, etc., and you are ready to get clients to create financial freedom with your degree, certification, education, or passion, we have Rebel Practitioner Live coming up this November 14 to 17 in Phoenix, Arizona. It is a four-day deep dive immersion experience to take your business or private practice to the next level. It's unlike anything else. It's trauma-informed. It's attachment-informed. It's polyvagal-informed. Come on over to rebelpractitioner.com forward slash live, rebelpractitioner.com forward slash live, and get your tickets to come to Rebel Practitioner in Phoenix, Arizona this November 14 to 17. Can't wait to see you in Phoenix. If you are any type of coach, therapist, you know, a practitioner of any kind that works with people, that wants to help people, you have a degree, a certification, education, or passion for changing lives, Rebel Practitioner is the environment to be able to take your business or private practice next level to get those clients and financial freedom. I'd love to join you in Phoenix this November 14 to 17, rebelpractitioner.com slash live. Can't wait to see you in Phoenix. All right, here's the podcast. So, polyvagal theory is how you rewire your autonomic nervous system to help you achieve goals. What does that mean? So, stay in the rhythm of the window of tolerance. Okay, what else? Nervous system becomes ally. But what does it mean to rewire? How do you rewire something? Not like electricity in your house, but like in your body. How do you do it? <laughs> That's right. You got to build new pathways. How do you do that? Is it cognitive? It is cognitive a little bit because you need the, the sequencing, the executive function, like what to do. But where does the rewiring really happen? Is it cortical or subcortical? It's both. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> okay, it is both because we do have to rewire because the thing is that cortical brain, the prefrontal cortex, that part of it, when that thing comes more and more online, you have more and more executive function skills. That's how you get the ventral vagus system online too. Okay, because a part of you needs to know, okay, I need to downregulate. So a vagal breath. Does that happen on its own or do you have to think about it? You have to think about it, right? What's meditation? What is, think about just like any type of basic meditation where all you're doing is maybe closing your eyes and you're doing some anapana, just focusing on the breath in and out of the nose. And the mind wanders, you feel some stress come up. What's the goal? And when you're staying with the breath, you're focusing on it. What part of you is focusing on it? The prefrontal cortical part, who follows? And the more you focus on it, the more the subcortical stuff starts to calm down. Who follows? Does this make sense? Right? So it's a, it's a cortical, subcortical experience, and leadership comes from that cortical part because the prefrontal cortex can come online and say, hey, this is what you got to do. And then the nervous system is going, no way, exhibit A, B, C, D, E, F, G, fuck you. And the PFC gets to go, you know what, that's so true, and it's today, not 5,000 years ago. Oh, really? Okay, well, let's see what happens today. And the more we do that, the more we interrupt it. Now, do we do it on our own? Isolation, is that the goal? You co-regulate to self-regulate, but the goal is together, right? That's why things like the Peloton is taking off. Why? 
Because you're not just doing a bike or run by yourself in your fucking house. That sucks, but you're connected, right? That's why soul, what is soul cycle? Yoga on a bike, but what is it? It's co-regulation, guys. It's a ventral vagal, co- well, it's also sympathetic. It's a ventral vagal sympathetic response, right? You're doing that because you're part of something. We're designed for that type of stuff. So we have to bring online our prefrontal cortex and learn the sequencing and repeat it over and over and over again, which is why it's all about process, not outcome. Which part of you is focused on the outcome? What it means about me and who I am. Subcortical. That's a traumatized part. Oh my God, if I can just get this and I'll finally be enough and my father will love me. My mother won't do that face anymore. Right? The prefrontal cortex part, that cortical part says, ventral vagal part says, just follow the process. Because the process is how you build the pathway, not the outcome. Who follows? This makes sense? It's so vital to understand that. Okay? So here's how trauma impacts the autonomic nervous system. All right? It sidetracks the development and your ability to regulate yourself. Right? Because remember, traumatized people who are activated, what do they feel most? Lots of emotion, depressive feelings, anxious feelings, dorsal feelings, sympathetic feelings, and they think that's what it is. They're just always aroused or downregulated. And they think this emotion is who I am. And they don't have the skill set to regulate themselves. They don't know how, which is why self-regulation strategies are so important, right? Because self-regulation is the name of the game. Name of the game, okay? Okay, it also interrupts opportunities to exercise neural circuitry of connection. So what does that mean? What's neural circuitry of connection? That's right. So it's the ventral vagal stuff. Like, do you think there's neural circuitry involved in doing the wobble? We guys think yes or no? Yeah, it's just how your nervous system has to be organized to get up and do that shit. That's it. And that's a pathway too, right? Most of us have pathways of shutdown or stress. Very few of us have pathways of autom- your automatic survival responses to get up and do the wobble. That'd be cool though. Oh my God, I gotta go live on Facebook. Wobble baby, wobble baby. Like, you know, like... <laughs> that's not dorsal vagal shutdown, right? So what we want to do more and more is have exercises that exercise neural connection, meaning dancing, talking, co-regulating, going live, all those things are neural exercises. It's not just some shit you got to do. You're literally rewiring yourself, okay? Also, it replaces patterns of connection with patterns of protection. You can't really do both at the same time until you realize connection is protection, right? Because most of us, when we get activated, do we automatically just want to connect with a bunch of people? What do we do? Stress out, do a bunch of shit, or isolate, or both, right? And so it interrupts that process. Now, why would it interrupt that process of connection? Because connection used to be what? Dangerous, who follows? This makes sense, okay? And so we have to understand this process. Also, um, adaptive survival responses replace social engagement, meaning you just default and you don't check in, which is why it's so important to show up on the calls, right? It's why it's so important to be with your coach. It's so important to get on accountability calls and all those types of things, right? Because it's exercising that connective part of you, not the dissociative or adaptive part of you. It's literally part, it's the most important part of mental health is connecting regularly. Because otherwise, what's going to happen? The same shit, guys. The same shit's going to happen over and over and over and over again, okay? And what happens is co-regulation is either unavailable or dangerous, 
when there's trauma. So co- like, think about this. If there's a rape happening, is that co-regulation? Yeah. It's just not ventral vagal co-regulation. One is in sympathetic, usually, and one's in dorsal vagal shutdown. Right? So in that context, co-regulation is dangerous. Or if my parents are trying to chase me with their face and not give me some space to look away when I'm a child, that type of co-regulation is dangerous. Or sharing a secret's dangerous. Who follows? Does this make sense? So a lot of us perceive co-regulation as dangerous based on our trauma history. Okay? And also self-regulation becomes ineffective or inadequate. I can't do it by myself anymore. Right? So this is how trauma impacts our nervous system. I just got to do it by myself, but I can't fucking do it anymore. Who's ever hit a point of trying to do it by yourself and you just can't fucking do it anymore? Let me see by show of hands. That's a threshold. It's probably one of the reasons why you're here, I would imagine. Right? And so the goal to realize is that we can rewire all this type of stuff slowly. And as you start to understand the hierarchy and implement it, which we'll have an experience of in a little bit. Okay? So trauma is carried in autonomic states of dysregulation. What that means is you open up the DSM. Give me, a, give me a diagnosis you've heard out of that book. Anybody? Bipolar. So bipolar is a certain state of dysregulation. That's all it is. What about another one? Obsessive ODD, oppositional defiance, dysregulation. All of them are schizoaffect disorder. What's that mean? What's schizo mean? What is, what is a schizo? There's multiple breaks in a personality, which, by the way, we all have those. What's affect? We know that by now. Affect is what? Look at you guys, neuroscientists and shit, right? So I have multiple pieces of me that are dysregulated because guess what? Each piece of the nervous system, dorsal, vagal, sympathetic, all have different personalities too. That again the different nervous system states are going to have different personalities within them. Ventral vagal. How many different types? You can be playful ventral vagal. You can be sexual. You can be safe teaching. There's so many different ways you can be ventral vagal. Those are all different parts of a personality. So which part of you is speaking? Well, first you have to figure out, is it ventral, dorsal, or sympathetic? And then within that, which part of that is speaking? So is it schizoaffect disorder, or are you brilliant at dissociating from a traumatic environment growing up? You tell me, right? Every single diagnosis in the DSM, hear me, every single one is a different description of dysregulation. And the cure for it is ventral vagal responses, all of them. And the thing is, is that you can get there with people, but we don't know it because here's what happens. Oh, you have, uh, give me some PTSD. Okay, that becomes an identity for people. What's post-traumatic stress? Which, 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 in the hierarchy, what is that? Stress. Sympathetic. Who follows? Right? So when I'm triggered by something that used to threaten my life, I go sympathetic. Is that a disorder? No, that's called f***ing survival. Who follows? Does this make sense? And it's a dysregulated response in a safe environment. Okay? So what we have to start to realize is everything that we thought about diagnosis is changing. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world 
If that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.